what's up everyone geeky jock here in today's podcast uh here we go on the in the no the deep state part two so i have a lot to get to today and we start off with no other than mark zuckerberg here we go people that um, there's nothing illegitimate about this election taking additional days or even weeks um, to make sure that all the votes are counted. In fact, that might be important to make sure that this is a legitimate um, and fair election. So we're going to do a, a, a bunch of different messaging around that just to make sure that people know that that's normal. So if one of the um, candidates in, in any of the races claims victory before there's um, a consensus result, then we're going to add some informational context to that post directly, saying that um, that there, there's no consensus result yet. I think that this is important because there is, unfortunately, I, I think, a heightened risk of, um, of civil unrest. So that was Mark Zuckerberg, you know, telling us that he is the, the beacon or the protector of our election integrity, which we all know is complete nonsense and is bullshit. Um, you know, Zuckerberg needs to, you know, read the Constitution. You know, if any state doesn't have the election results by Election Day, they forfeit their votes and only the votes that are counted decide the election. So I don't know what he's talking about, about it, this not being normal, about not naming a candidate at the end. You can see how. I'm just put it this way. When I first started using Facebook, I was in college and I used it to try to get at girls. That's it. That's the entire Facebook experience for me. And now I have him, I have Facebook telling me guidelines and rules and, and things that he's going to monitor for me, you know, because he has my best interest in mind, you know. I, Mark Zuckerberg, dude. He totally wants what's best for me. And he's going to make sure that happens on election day. Give me a fucking break. This guy's a joke. Facebook's a joke. He should be immediately investigated. In 2016, they lied about their interference and their involvement. Now he comes on a freaking Democrat show and is like, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to be involved in this in this election. Out of control is just crazy to me. You know, it almost seems to me that at this point, the election day is merely a test for them to see how many votes they're going to need to get the desired outcome. You know what I mean? They're, oh, we're a couple million short, and they're just going to make it up through all that mail-in and all that BS. They're already putting out articles asking, what happens if Election Day shows a Trump landslide, but it's overturned in the weeks after? And that's how I get to tell you, like, how do you avoid deep state propaganda? That's it right there. When it, Whenever you see an article saying, if Trump wins in a landslide, but it's overturned weeks later, that's deep state propaganda. Definitely. There's just no doubt about it. Okay, so, yeah, it's just crazy. You know, I, I brought this up in Make Corporations Great Again about how these tech overlords have way too much power, and we see that. This is a clear example. Uh, so Zuckerberg, just one of the many, many deep state players, just something to look for. I wanted to go over a lot about what is the propaganda. Why are we seeing the stuff going on in the streets, right? We'll get to the critical race theory, which I think is pandemonium as to, or not pandemonium, sorry, wrong word, guys, paramount as to why this is happening. But look, these are the same people who are saying that Antifa was a myth. These are all deep state players who are talking here. So here we go.
I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? The biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. So even if he lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murderers. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face! This has been an ongoing theme on the left here. You know, this is part of the reason people are in the streets. The left has called for it. This is what they wanted. This is the deep state at hand. The media is an apparatus of the deep state. They put these people on camera and telling people to take the streets, to get violent, to act accordingly. This is what they wanted. This isn't a surprise to them. It shouldn't be because it's calculated, obviously. You know, and all these riots happening because if you look at the stats of the Washington Post, 14 unarmed black people have been shot. And unarmed doesn't mean not dangerous, but 14. 14 people. So with that rate, so 14 last year, so that makes, that turns out to be 3 and 10. So that equates to 1 and 3.4 million so you have a 1 in 1.34 million chance that you will be shot by the police if you are uh, African American and unarmed. Those those are just the stats. You know, that's not me lying. Those are the stats from a leftist organization. You can go check them out. 14. So the narrative, so how do you spot deep state propaganda? Any narrative that's saying police are out there on a killing spree. 14. 1 in point 0.3 1 in 3 0.4 million chance of getting killed by a police officer if you are african-american 14 and unarmed isn't mean dangerous there's there's instances in those cases you can check them out if you want i'm not trying to sway you anyway look at the cases look at the 14 cases a lot of them the, the perpetrator was dangerous with other things not just so what they mean by armed means he has a gun but in other cases some of these guys had other things different than a gun they had weapons that weren't considered guns so if you want to spot deep state propaganda, that narrative right there, that that's a lie. It's definitely a lie. So that's kind of what I wanted to get at. You know, we see Facebook, we see the media telling people to go out and riot, and we see the media, you know, tell people that the police are killing unarmed people. It's just all fake news. It's all narrative. Um, and the last thing I wanted to get on the deep state, and we'll move on, is the institutions, right? The FBI, the CIA, and you may ask, how does it happen, right? And I know a lot of people get bored of this FISA thing and the Obama spying thing. I get it. It's it's boring if no one really cares. But it's important to, to understand the deep state. So I'm going to let them, this guy explain it. So let's go. This has to do with the FBI and the CIA acting as deep state players, right? Here we go. Okay. The overall story is not 
Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and his intelligence people spied on Donald Trump when he was a presidential candidate to give information to the Hillary campaign, to feed to the media, to destroy him. That is the entire scandal, period. The details of how they did it, I get it get confusing sometimes. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, when I cover Spygate from this point on, cover it from the big global picture because I don't want people to get lost in the deets. This story is important. Why am I talking about this today? Paul Sperry, who's been all over this Spygate scandal from the beginning, he's got a lot of stuff he's nailed. Some other stuff I disagree with, but he's been on this from the beginning. He put out this social media post yesterday, and it's important. He says, developing, investigators have learned that Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, ran a secret task force out of Langley with its own separate budget to investigate the Trump campaign and alleged ties to Russia. The task force was set up before the FBI officially launched its own probe on 7-31-16, July 31st. 16. What have I been telling you from the start? You're not wasting your time here. I've been telling you for three years, Brennan has been marshalling this entire operation from day one, and Obama knew about it. Who the hell is Brennan, U.S. CIA director, right? So just take it from his words, because he's been on this. I've been watching him, studying this, this FISA war and stuff, you know, why is it important? I mean, look, presidents can make the deep state work for them. I mean, Obama basically got the CIA and FBI to do unconstitutional things, which is spy on U.S. citizens, which is the Trump campaign and Trump himself. Trump wasn't a politician before. He was just a citizen before. So you can see how this stuff is happening. It's not just conspiracy theory. I'm not just here saying a bunch of nonsense. If you pay attention, you can see how the deep state is abusing their powers every single day and nothing happens to them. But it looks like Trump is actually investigating them and we're starting to see, you know, we're going to see the fruits of this. I'm not going to get too much into it. I'm not going to bore you guys. But you may ask, what is the deep state sometimes? And I think I've covered a little bit of it and you can see how even the president can just be like, hey, CIA, do this for me. That's basically what Obama did. And these are the institutions who were created supposed to protect us, who are supposed to do things by the book and be moral. And as you can see, it's just not that. All right, so as everyone knows, sleepy Joe Biden is hiding in his basement. You know, not really making a lot of plug appearances, so on and so on, right? So here's something that Joe Rogan said that I found something that I found very, very interesting. control mechanism to the candidates like a biden trump debate with joe rogan hosting Mm. your questions i would want that first of all i'd want no one else in the room just just the the people cameras so we we can record with the truth yeah just the three of us and you would have to stream it live so no one can edit it and i would want them in there for hours ideas we get to hear yeah. what they actually believe in yeah. what they're going to do who they're going to appoint yeah. what judges are going to be coming in what policies from gun control to yes all of it yes can't, why, why can't we right. have that we should have that this is 2020 I and mean, we have the ability to have that this is, this, we're not talking about 1979 we're talking about 2020 if they wanted to do that they both wanted to come here in austin sit down and have a debate i would 100 percent do it 
Yeah, so we see there, um, Joe Rogan. And <laughs> the funny thing is we have uh, Trump already agree to this. You know, we haven't heard from Biden yet. I, I'm, I already saw New York. Oh, okay, okay so... So there was this op-ed on the New York Times. So how do you spot deep, deep state propaganda? They're already making excuses as to why Joe Biden can't can't go on Joe Rogan. So expect a lot of hit pieces. Any hit piece on Joe Rogan now is going to be uh, deep state propaganda. Definitely deep state propaganda. Anything that has to do with Joe Rogan that's from the left now, I can only assume is going to be propaganda. So, I, I, you know, why can't we have that? Why can't we have people come in and debate? You know, without their goons, without their handlers, without Joe Biden's nanny or his diaper changer. Why can't we have someone just come in and interview and give their platform? Because Joe Biden doesn't have a platform. His platform is whatever the radical left is. Whatever the people in the streets are saying, that's that, that's, that's his policy. And that's why he doesn't want to debate. How long did it take him to say no against the riots or that the riots are bad? Any Democrat, for that matter. They don't want to debate. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't have anything he believes in. What does Joe Biden believe in? I don't know. Nothing. Whatever the radical left is. He's just a Trojan horse for the radical left. And to bring in the Green New Deal, which I've talked about on this show. I'm not going to bore you guys with it. But, I, you know, think about it. I think that's a great idea. I think there should be pressure on Joe Biden to get on Joe Rogan's podcast and debate. It's 2020. What are we doing here? You know, it, it's a joke. Joe Biden's a joke if he doesn't get out there and debate. Absolute joke. So we'll see what happens. All right, so critical race theory. So I said it's important. So you, I can see, I showed you guys how the media was telling, take to the streets, get violent, right? Critical race theory, what is it? So it's basically an indoctrination. If you, if you go back to my episode, um, the Democrat Communist Party, I go about in detail about how there's an ideological infiltration going on. And it starts at academia. You know, you're asking why. What does it mean? Let me give you a snippet of what this beautiful ideology of critical race theory is. All right, here we go. All white people are racist. So <laughs> I put this up because I really want any white person in the room to know up front that this is what we're dealing with, that it's not going to be this coddling of white tears and what that looks like. We're not going to discuss, oh, maybe some of us have worked it out. No, you're always going to be racist, actually. So even when you're on your path to trying to figure out how to be a better human being, um, because I believe that white people are born into not being human, like that actually instead of people of color and black folks being dehumanized, that actually everyone is within white supremacy that y'all are born into a life to not be human and that's what y'all are taught to do to be demons so in this particular way white people are all racist so i just want y'all to know that up front wow so what you just heard right now was literally a woman in a room of a bunch of ladies or people who work at a company being told all that stuff so i'm not kidding so critical critical race theory right it's a school of thought with roots of course in neo-marxism that attempts to force all meaning making through the lens of standpoint east pediology whatever that means guys so what is right and who is good is determined not with reason but by identity true that that's 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 super critical so 
it's it's so what is right and who is good is determined not with reason but with but by identity right so if you're black you're good if you're white you're you're evil just as we saw in that clip right um yeah it's just a crazy ideology you know it's just it's just crazy so that is critical race theory it's just insane it it deploys a set of innocent sounding ideas you know that have been packaged so they can carry hateful and destructive ideas by stealth into mainstream life that's the way i see it um it's just it's crazy so we can take a look at what they're doing so they even changed what word racism is you know racism is normally understood in common use anyone could be a racist if they harbor prejudice toward people based on the color of their skin right that's that's what a racist is however though these critical social these critical social theory people redefine the word so that only whites can be racist and indeed racism is being white and i'm not kidding guys this is real this is what's being taught this is what they're trying to teach in schools and this is what they're teaching the military this is what they're teaching people at corporations so you can see you know there's people saying just to be clear no black people cannot be racist which we know is false in this country the most accurate and just straightforward definition of racism is simply whiteness so you can see they're changing the definition and we see the left doing this all the time right they change the words of everything change the words of women they change the words of every single thing and they do that for a reason they're changing the word of what is racism so now racism is just basically whiteness anything that's filtered through whiteness is is racist <laughs> so as you can see in critical race theory whiteness is the same thing as racism there's no difference so when you see woke experts talking about anti-racism you can infer by direct substitution that they're talking about anti-whiteness that that's what it is this is the mainstream critical theory that's being taught that people know that is what they're inferring to and it's about anti-white that's what this is about how can we achieve racial harmony this way that's my critical question to you whoever's listening to my 12 people who listen to this podcast how can you reach harm how can you come to peace if basically your whole school of thought is that anything that's white is racist you can see how that is crazily absurd right so that's just a quick quick definition of what the critical race theory is so we see people on the streets so you can so okay the next level is take take the ideology at face value right everything that exhibits whiteness is racist right so that means every single institution in america which is ran by white people or built by white people right is racist that's why they're in the streets that's why they're looting and writing it's not about what's logical it's about what's subjective they're black so they're not racist and they're and they're morally they're they're they, they get a pass because they're black and you're not that's their theory that's how they feel that's what they're saying in the streets it starts at the top who is spewing who is making this who is telling us to study these things none other than the cdc another deep state player i'll get to that so how do you spot deep state propaganda out of this all those little woke advocates and far-right deplorables even people on the far right and the far left you know 
the ideology of this and of this anti-racism supposedly anti-racism will invite more black versus white uh, you know stuff it'll it'll just heighten this and provoke a predictable counter reaction from whites who will grow tired of being called evil that's true imagine being told your face you're evil you're just at work some lady comes in black lady and just says like you're evil you're not even a human your whiteness makes you a demon and you're supposed to be okay with that you know they want this this is how critical race theory which is the project of anti-racism or woke ideology the pinnacle of woke ideology is the path towards societal chaos why why are they in the streets it's because they've been teaching this stuff in schools at corporate level jobs academia agrees with all this it's the enemy of anyone who believes in the universal values of enlightenment yep i this is my my analysis it's it's the enemy of anyone who believes in the values of the enlightenment so it's it's illiberal and it's anti-human it's therefore anti-black to me and if you got a better argument send me email you know my instagram um so that's why i refute it it's it, it's nonsense and and you can see in the Black Lives Matter, but talking about reparations and all this, that they're justified because of critical race theory. Anything that's white is racist. Bottom line. No facts, no logic, nothing. You're bad, I'm good. Let's keep it rolling. That is, <laughs> that's what's going on in the streets in 2020. But, you know, this is how we get to those things. You know, we in doctrine, people are taught this. These are mainstream projects being taught. And I said I was going to get to the CDC. So we can see Trump ordered the CDC to stop teaching critical race theory, right? And they're not listening. They are going to continue teaching it against his orders. So this is crazy to me. You can see how desperate they are to keep this. You know, it's just insane. It, It really is. So... Let's see, developing. It, it appears that the CDC government, which is a deep state player, I've talked about that, right, is moving forward with critical race theory-inspired trainings despite the president's clear executive action. Details emerging. <laughs> so I've talked about the CDC, how they got the stats wrong, right? Only 6% of the COVID deaths were actually real. Everything else was all fake and bullshit. So the same people who lie to us about the pandemic, about the coronavirus, who made people lose their jobs, killed many people, lied, is now saying, we're going to keep teaching this stuff, even though the president told us to. And the president's his boss, and that's what I'm trying to get at. The CDC is a deep state player. They're basically not even listening to their boss. They're saying, we're going to keep spewing this critical race, this anti-human rhetoric. We don't care what you say, president. We don't care if the people elected you. We're deep state. We do what we want. So we'll see. That's going to be an interesting battle. You guys should take a look at that. CDC versus Trump on this critical race theory. Who is really in control? And it's a perfect example of what I mean by that. I'm not speaking in hyperbole. Who is really in control? Who mandates? So, you know, let's just say you get a job. Who is deciding if you're going to get that training to tell you that you're a demon? Your duly elected president or some random crazy abomination that works at the CDC who's going to tell you to do this. Uh, you decide. You know, I'm not going to tell you which way to believe, but it's looking 
pretty much one way. So critical race theory. Crazy. All right. Next up. So I'm going to end it with, with this video here, about two minutes. Take a good listen. This is someone way smarter than me explaining how this is being taught in schools, and, and he goes in depth. All right, here we go. For at least the last 30 years, and what we're seeing on streets of the last three, four months is the natural result of critical race theory, which is essentially anti-American and to some extent anti-white, not some extent, to a large extent anti-white. A lot of these critical race theories are being taught in schools and colleges. The 1619 Project promoted by the New York Times is now in nearly 5,000 schools and is the uh, primary school version of critical race theory. It's um, based on a false narrative and it is essentially a Marxist doctrine and it is something that I think is um, it necessarily erodes American exceptionalism or the belief in American exceptionalism. Well, how trainings for, forgive me, Commissioner, but how could something like this find its way into our bureaucratic system? I mean, is it, we're talking about millions and billions of dollars. Right. Some say over a hundred million dollars have been spent on this in in our training programs with our federal bureaucracy. How did it find its way into there? Yeah, lack of vigilance on the part of a lot of people. It's part of the long march through the institutions, and it's been going on surreptitiously and sometimes, and more recently, overtly, because a lot of people now have adopted it and see nothing controversial about it. So it's extremely important. I applaud the Trump administration for finally taking action on this. It's the first administration that's recognized the dangers inherent in this. This is something that can cause the country, the, the confidence in the country to implode and also make people skeptical of the primacy of America. And it's based, again, on a false narrative that America is infused with systemic racism. There's no systemic racism in the United States of America. For the last 60 years, we've erected a multi-billion dollar apparatus to eradicate any vestiges of systemic racism, with one exception, in academia, there's systemic racism there, and it's profound. In addition, the other component of it is what we're seeing on the streets today. The undergirding premise of the entire George Floyd uh, situation is that blacks are disproportionately shot by white cops. The data is irrefutable. That is not true. Blacks are actually underrepresented. Yeah, so as you see there, he kind of just laid out everything I had been saying. And um, yeah, so the 69 Project, so it's a little different than the critical race theory, but critical race theory is basically the main premise is all you need to know again to sum it up is if you're white you're born a demon racist if if you're not you're not what the 69 project is and you can look it up too it's it this is another thing about if you go back to the democratic communist party podcast that i did it goes way in depth it teaches us how they're actually doing this but to be quick, 1619 Project is basically, you know how 1776 is July 4th is our Independence Day? In this project, it says, no, 1619 is, is when slavery was happening in the New World. And that the New World and our founding fathers had the spirit of slaves, of, of slaves, uh, of demons, of crazy people. That was the spirit of our founding fathers, not of liberty that we have unalienable rights. And that's kind of what I was getting at to last episode when I was asking Clark Kent whether he was religious or not. Because the 69 Project is an abomination to what the Founding Fathers actually stated. So the Founding Fathers said, God gives us rights, not the government. And to me, a modern-day leftist believes that God gives them government. 
government is their god though they want the government to tell them what's good what's bad just teaching them that white people are bad just like in critical race theory they want the government to give them everything to teach them everything the government gives you rights and can take away rights but the founding fathers which is my position which i agree with is we are given god-given rights and nobody can take those away from us and that's where i'm at and and, and so if you're religious you're already more conservative than you think that's all i was getting at and kind of kind of came together in this example here so that's kind of what i had on the deep state critical race theory what's going on in the streets why it's crazy stuff so i just wanted to get this episode over on the next episode we're going to get into the dating market i'm going to have clark canna my brother in we're going to discuss where have all the good men gone and then I have a really, really, really good video to show you guys. It's coming up. I'm going to show you a quick sample that we're going to react to. It's going to be crazy. All right. Uh, at my age, being single is a lot of times the older generation. Sorry, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I'm going to try to get through this video without crying. I don't know why I'm crying. I should be happy. So when it actually comes to dating life at my age, um... I basically have to resort to online dating, which is a pretty scary thing nowadays. And a lot of times I'm finding I'm either getting men who are way too young that are interested or the complete opposite that are way too old. Um, the guys my age, which is what I'm looking for, someone you know between, you know, maybe 34 to 37 would be my nice age bracket. Um, but they're still, like, not ready to grow up. I don't know what it is with this culture and this time that we're living in. I just yeah, So on next episode, I get my brother and Clark Kent. We react to that. Where are all the good men gone? How her situation is pretty pretty evident in today's dating market. You know, we go over a bunch of stuff. Um, see you guys on next episode. Sorry, Clark Kent. My brother couldn't get here. We've had some logistics stuff. Life happens. But we'll keep putting out content. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. A lot of downloads going up. Please follow my end of days pod Instagram. It's just end of it's just end underscore of underscore days underscore. Lots of content coming to that. Uh, thanks for the support. Thanks to all my twelve followers out there. Awesome. Uh, see you guys next time. Bye.